Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, everyone, we're in Malachi chapter 3, and officially we're looking at uh, verses uh, 1 through 7. And uh, this is what we were um, getting into a little bit yesterday. And in today's study, um, it's almost like... uh, we are talking about prophecy. We're talking about things that are going to occur. And uh, McGee calls it fulfilled prophecy and unfulfilled prophecy. And the fulfilled prophecy are things that have happened and that have occurred, come true. And then things that are unfulfilled prophecy are things that haven't come true. So that's prophecy for our generation as well as Malachi's generation. So Malachi's generation heard it and it hasn't come true. Our generation is hearing it, and it hasn't come true yet. And I think it's fascinating that we're at Christmas time right now, and this is talking about kind of things that we think about at Christmas time also. Um, he's talking about the coming of his messenger, John the Baptist, and... Um, the coming of Jesus Christ. And so we traditionally read and think about uh, the Christmas story, and part of that Christmas story is the messenger John the Baptist. Calls him his messenger. Now, of course, Malachi's name means my messenger. So it's almost like my messenger, Malachi, is now talking about God's messenger, being John the Baptist and uh, preparing the way for Jesus. So that's kind of where we see loud and clear in chapter 3, verse 1, as we're looking at this today. Behold, this is chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Now, who's, who's talking here? This is, this is not Malachi talking. This is um, God speaking. And so Malachi is recording what God's speaking. So this is God's word. So God is going to send 
my messenger. Jesus Christ is going to send his messenger. And he will prepare the way before me. So this is Christ talking about him sending John the Baptist. And the Lord, whom you seek, okay, because the people have been asking all these sarcastic questions about how to worship. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. Now the Lord whom you seek is Jesus Christ. Okay, so Christ is called Lord here, the one who will save this, the people and um, will suddenly come into his temple. Now, it is true that Christ came to the temple, but suddenly coming to his temple. Uh, McGee points out that he uh, believes this is Christ's second coming to his temple, not the first. Because Christ came first to the temple and then was put to death. But but now, he's going to be coming to the temple for a whole new purpose. He's coming to the temple to cleanse it. And, he's, of course, he tried to cleanse it when he first came to the temple, too. He overturned all the idolaters' tables. But when Jesus comes to the temple in his second coming, he's coming as a judge. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Okay? He's going to be the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Well, that covenant is the only thing that will save you. That's the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That is the new covenant. So Jesus was a messenger of that covenant, of God's new covenant, because of man's sin that could not be overcome. You delight in it because it's the only thing that saves you. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Now, who's speaking here? This is Malachi speaking. He is coming. So he's, he's talking about Christ is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Now, Lord is spelled capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, and that's a reference to God in heaven. And uh, the messenger is uh, that we see in uh, verse 1 is capital L, little o-r-d, and that refers to Christ. Um, verse 2, but who can endure the day of his coming? Now, the day of his coming, again, is the day of the Lord. The day of his coming is, again, the reference to his second coming, where he will judge. So who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? You know, when Christ appears in his full glory, no one can stand before him. Every knee will have to bow. Everyone will be on their knees. So this is unfulfilled prophecy. This is Christ's second coming. When Christ appears, no one can stand. For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. 
He's coming to cleanse and refine. Verse 3, he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. He's going to refine the people. He's going to judge the people. And then you know what happens when he comes swiftly to his temple to do all this? It's going to be proper worship. People will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. He's going to refine and purify the people. There will, there will be no more sin. They've already been saved from their sin, cleansed from their sin, but he's going to refine them. And then they can worship properly. Verse 4, Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and in former years. So then the offerings are going to be made in, in righteousness with proper hearts. Proper, proper worship will once again be restored. Verse 5, then I will draw near to you for judgment. Christ comes to judge. But he's going to refine the people that are his. For this judgment, I will be a swift witness against. These are people who are unrefined, uncleaned. The sorcerers against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired worker in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, against those who thrust aside the sojourner and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. So he's going to, he's calling out the people he's judging and people who believe in other things, they're like sorcerers to, to the Lord, false gods, pagan gods. What are you believing in? Well, oh, well, we don't have any false gods now. Well, anybody who prays, puts their faith in something else is way in a sorcerer. These other, you know, in this time, they had all kind of mystics and occults and sorcerers and not only that, but people believing in all kind of different gods. All of that false prophecy, false knowledge, false idolatry, against the adulterers, those who are faithless, committing sin either physically or in their hearts. That's powerful, powerful stuff. Against those who swear falsely, you know, the liars. God hates liars. A lie was one of the original sins of the Garden of Eden. It was the serpent who committed the first sin by swearing falsely. And against those who oppress, people who oppress. We say, I don't oppress anybody. Take advantage of them. You keep them down. 
or just the poor, the sojourner, the person who's traveling, you kind of cast them aside or or do you have your eyes on only the popular people or only the powerful or the successful? Those are the people you want to be friends with, right? What about somebody who needs your help? And people who do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. How do we worship today? Do we worship in proper reverence and awe? Do we fear God or do we fear more rejection from man? Isn't it amazing how peer pressure or the norms of society dictate what we do? A lot of times your monthly needs dictates how much you give to the church. Do you fear God? Is He important in everything you think and say and do? See, the number one thing about your day, all of these things, God's saying He is relevant, He knows, and He'll be a swift judge. Verse 6, For I, the Lord, do not change. It's almost like a statement it's saying, unlike you, man, you come and go, but I don't change. I'm here. I'm a all. I am eternity. You're nothing before me. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. And it's partly because God doesn't change that you're not consumed. Why? Because if the Lord saves you, It never changes. When you die, when you return to dust, because He never changes, you'll be saved. He's the only thing in this world that doesn't change. His Word never changes. His Word is eternal life. Kingdoms change. People change. Governments change. Knowledge changes. God doesn't change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. Verse 7, from the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. God's saying, look, I'm the only thing that lasts. But you don't keep my statutes. You don't keep my word. You don't keep my morality. You always turn to your own word, your own morality, your own wisdom, not my wisdom. And look what he says. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord. This is capital L-O-R-D, the Lord of hosts. This is God speaking. Christ speaking as God. God speaking as the Father. And at the end of chapter, at the end of verse 7, the, he, God speaks again rhetorically for the people. This is what the people ask. But you say, how shall we return? These are the people asking the most sarcastic questions. How, Father? These are people whose hearts really don't want to change. 
and he say in return? He just told them. Return means to repent. Repent means to change your way. Change your your knowledge. Change what you put your faith in. Change your direction to God's way, God's direction. What's God's way? It's Christ. Return to me and I will return to you. Turn to God. Christ is God coming to you. Christ is a partial fulfillment of this prophecy. I will return to you. But Christ is repentance because the gospel message does not is not fulfilled until one turns to Christ. Repents of one's own ways and returns to Christ. Returns to God's teaching, God's statutes. God took all those teachings and statutes and made them in mortal form so people can see what it's like to live out that teaching. We have Christ. So we'll stop here. I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. And again, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. Today is Christmas Eve. Uh, Tomorrow is Friday. uh, And we will be studying um, tomorrow on Christmas Day. And then, as always, we'll take a break over the weekend and start back up on our study next week as well. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. And um, can't wait to hear what Matali's got to say today. God bless you all. See you next time.